Is this frequency in use? Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Golf 4 Hotel Papa Echo. You're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals, I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. It's great to have you with us, and if it's your first time, don't be shy. Your obsession with electromagnetic radiation and all things radio is shared by us all. And indeed, the airwaves have been throbbing with activity, some of it nice and some of it nasty. You may think that modern warfare is controlled and coordinated using highly complex satellite communications that are so well encrypted that no one could possibly bust into them to find out the enemy's intentions. Not so. In reality, a lot of day-to-day communications are unencrypted and using good old shortwave to skip over long distances. Here's an item which tells you a bit more about the Russian army communication systems in Ukraine. Shepard Media has published an item about the use of HF communications by the Russian troops invading Ukraine. It turns out that the Russian army relies heavily on HF radio. Using transmissions in the range 3 to 30 MHz, HF signals transverse beyond line-of-sight ranges because they bounce off the ionosphere back to Earth, like a snooker ball bouncing off the table's cushion. This phenomenon means that HF transmissions can reach ranges of thousands of miles. Several HF radios are said to be in service with the Russian army during its ongoing invasion of Ukraine, such as the R-166-Artek and the R-176-Ante, HF and VHF vehicle-mounted or static site radios. These may carry voice and light traffic for the Akatsia M-C2 system, which is deployed at command level within the Russian Combined Arms Armies. Russia has 11 such formations spread across four military districts. HF may also be used for trunk communications within the manoeuvre force. A great deal of unencrypted HF military traffic has been observed on Russian army HF networks since the invasion of Ukraine began on the 24th of February. The radio amateur community has documented military HF traffic on frequencies of 4.2 to 7.8 MHz. The International Business Times has reported that Ukraine may have managed to get its hands on one of Russia's most prized weapons, a module of the Kremlin's advanced 1RL257 Krasuka-4 mobile electronic warfare system. The defending Ukraine troops seized a curious container near Kiev, which is said to hold the command post of the system, according to UK-based military analysts group Ukraine Weapons Tracker. 
According to military sources, Krasuka 4 can cause damage to the enemy's electronic warfare systems and communications and neutralize low-Earth orbit spy satellites, ground-based radars and airborne warning and control system radars at ranges between 150 to 300 kilometers. A complete Krasuka 4 consists of two vehicles, both based on the 8x8 Kamaz 6350 truck, one with the electronic warfare radar jamming system and the other carrying the command post module. It's reportedly the second truck that is now with the Ukrainians. You can read more on the International Business Times website at www.ibtimes.com. Finland is one country that borders onto Russia, and their national society has been commenting on how ham radio relates to the conflict. And with Finland emerging slowly from the coronavirus lockdown, training, events and meetings within the amateur radio world are slowly starting to re-emerge. Finland's National Amateur Radio Society, the SRAL, reports over 200 people have started training for an amateur radio licence since the start of the year. A post by board director Timo Rinne, Oscar Hotel 5 Lima Lima Romeo, says that the beginning of the year has been fast-paced. Both the government and the SRAL office are currently understaffed, so there is plenty to do. Fortunately, the society has received help from active members and committees. The continuity of the in-house RA magazine was confirmed when Tommy Oscar Hotel 2 India Delta took over as editor. There are new winds blowing in the SRAL committees too. The concept of an automated station has been evolving over the years, but the related processes and radio amateur regulations have not kept pace with the development. A new working group, led by Eric, Oscar Hotel 2 Lima Alpha Kilo, has been set up to coordinate and develop the operation of automated stations. The competition committee will also sharpen their tools to increase contest activity. There will be more on this in forthcoming editions of RA Magazine. The full-scale war in Ukraine is closer to Finland than any other conflict since the Second World War. The proximity of the war, and the fact that the invading party is their neighbouring country, will certainly provoke strong emotions in all Finns and also in Finnish radio amateurs. It is natural that radio amateurs are also concerned about the situation and have sympathy with the people affected by the war. In the midst of all this, however, Timo Rina wants hams to remember the importance of the spirit of ham radio and the fact that radio amateurs themselves have not started this war. He said he did not want to ostracise citizens of any country, but to receive every radio amateur with the same openness and kindness regarding of nationality. The SRAL board director was particularly pleased with the educational activity that started at the beginning of the year. There are currently three elementary class courses, running with a total of over 200 participants. The trainers are doing an excellent job, and it's hoped that this fresh crop of prospective radio amateurs will become new members of SRAL. In Finland, cooperation with important local partners is progressing in a good spirit. The SRAL board held a traditional spring meeting with the country's communications regulator, Traficom. It was agreed that cooperation will be intensified and meetings will be held more frequently. 
In addition, preparations are ongoing concerning the MPK partnership agreement, as required by the autumn meeting. MPK delivers voluntary defence training in Finland. The draft agreement is scheduled to be submitted to the next meeting for agreement. OH5LLR said that the pandemic in Finland is also finally easing its grip, allowing for the return of some activities. Club nights have been restored and various events can be organised again. Long-awaited de-expeditions have been launched in several different countries and hopefully Finnish world travellers will soon be able to set out to activate DXCC countries around the world. Even the famous July summer camp looks as though it will go ahead after a long break. Preparations for the camp have started and progress will be announced in spring bulletins and the RA magazine. There's more at tinyurl.com forward slash IARU hyphen Finland. And Finland has two categories of license. The basic class, which is equivalent to the CEPT novice and UK intermediate license, and the general class, equivalent to the CEPT HAREC and UK full license. Attention is turning to a part of the spectrum that may be of interest to low VHF or high HF operators. 40 megahertz or 8 meters is an interesting point in the wave bands with propagation characteristics all of its own. In recent weeks, the UK regulator Ofcom has started to issue special research licenses to a small group of pioneers who are looking to explore the possibilities of digital modes at these frequencies. Several UK radio amateurs have now got their licences for operation in the 40 to 42 megahertz band, known as 8 metres. The licence application form is available on the Ofcom website. It's called an innovation and trial licence, and UK amateurs have been applying to use 5 watts ERP for digital modes in this segment. If you're interested in experimentation at 40 MHz, the Ofcom Innovation and Trial Licensing page is at www.ofcom.org.uk forward slash manage your license. The license costs £50 and the application form OFW225 is available as a PDF at the bottom of the page. Roger Golf 3 X-Ray Bravo Mike is posting information about 8 metres on his blog. See g3xbm-qrp.blogspot.com. Roger is based in the east of England and can operate from the 2nd of April for one year with 5 watts. Roger said that after a very long wait, Ofcom had finally approved his 8 metre transmitting permit. It permits him to use 40 to 42 megahertz with digital modes, including Morse code, at 5 watts ERP maximum. He expects to erect a wired dipole which is directed towards Europe. Roger said he expects to be mostly on FT8 around 40.676 megahertz, with precise frequency agreed in liaison with others. What he hopes is all 8-metre FT8 stations can be monitored with one USB dial setting, but spaced out. 5 watts should certainly cover Europe with a bit of help from Sporadic E. Roger will also try some local Morse crossband contacts, and he hopes to be on FT8 24-7. John Golf Zero Juliet Juliet Lima in the northwest of England has also obtained his permit to operate 40 MHz for one year, starting from the 1st of May 2022. 
He said that these licences are not amateur radio special permits, they are innovation and research licences which have nothing to do with amateur radio at all. In fact, anyone in the UK can apply for this type of licence, whether they are a licensed amateur or not. The UK regulator, Ofcom, does not issue call signs with innovation and research licences. It's up to the licence holder if they wish to use one, and the licence holder can use any call sign of their choice. Some UK amateurs who obtain an innovation and research licence might decide to use their amateur radio call signs on 40 MHz, and this is perfectly legal to do so, as far as Ofcom are concerned. However, using their amateur radio call sign on 40 MHz does not mean their station is then an amateur radio station operating on 40 MHz. It is not. It remains an innovation and research licence station only, and this has been confirmed by Ofcom. John's innovation and research licence was granted to allow research of propagation in the 8-metre band, and the licence permits use of 40.680 MHz and 40.690 MHz, using narrowband, digital modes and Morse from two locations. The callsign John will use is Golf Romeo 9 Alpha. Neil Golf Zero Juliet Hotel Charlie in the northwest of England has also applied for a permit and will be using the callsign Golf Romeo 9 Bravo. Neil is located in the same area as G0JJL. Paul, G7 Papa Uniform Victor, in the southeast of England, is currently applying for a permit, and others are likely to follow. It's welcome news that several permits have already been issued, as it allows more signals on the band, which is great for experimentation. There are only so many times that you can report a beacon on 40 MHz. At the end of April, the sporadic e-season will have started, and it should be quite easy for UK stations to be heard in countries with 40 MHz permits, such as Slovenia and Croatia, which are around 1,200 kilometres distant. By late May and all of June, there should be plenty of short-skip sporadic e, with distances in the region of 500 to 1,000 kilometres possible. There are plenty of opportunities for radio amateurs in the UK to participate in these experiments by listening for the permit holders and working them cross-band from 40 MHz to either 28 MHz or 50 MHz. 40 MHz is an excellent band for meteor scatter tests. Tropo contacts up to 200 km may be possible and aircraft scatter propagation can also be explored. Transatlantic contacts to the permit holders in the USA should be possible in May and June by multi-hop sporadic E. There is also the possibility of very long paths to South Africa. Maybe in time, radio amateurs in the UK will get an allocation at 40 MHz, but for now, this is a foot in the door. The results of these innovation and research permits can be used to show a real need for a formal amateur radio allocation at 40 MHz. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.